0: Hi, welcome to A Conversation with Kim. I hope all is well with you. I hope you're enjoying um, the first week of the new year 2020. I've had to do some thinking about my feelings in regards to um, our country, United States of America, and please do not get me wrong. I was taught to be patriotic, and I love my country. I thank God for my country, God bless America, but I have to also be honest with the state of affairs and where we are and it's it's disheartening for the most part, and it really at times brings out some, you know, displeasure as to the state of affairs from, you know, just communities and um, education and the economy. Um, And we have to be honest, like, it looks real bad. (laughs) It just looks real bad. And of course, you always will have, you know, the half and the half not. Um, and I often ask myself, where did we go wrong? You know, I believe, you know, in my um, mom's generation, it was, you know, integration was the problem. But in my mind, you know, into integration was inevitable. Um, it was just inevitable at some point, whether it happened in her time or later on, it would eventually happen. Only because we were created to coexist, you know, Um, and you've seen it even... When things have been targeted to certain races or certain genders, it ends up spilling out and spilling over, even when you try to they try to keep races divided and they end up getting together um, and then having laws that you know change the way people can get married, and even now with you know different people wanting to be with different people. So a lot of this stuff was inevitable, but I believe in that it's more of a, a heart condition and a mind condition of how we're thinking and how we're viewing each other and how we've gotten so far away of humanity and growth and, you know, everyone at the end of the day being well because if one is bad it's like it makes everybody bad, right? Um, not per se, however in view of things. And so that's where we get our stereotypes from. Um, and then we have to be those people that dispel stereotypes even with the church, you know. I'm telling y'all, I look at some of these things and see what people have done in the name of the Lord, you know, or people have done um, for the sake of love or for the love of money. And I don't know what's going to happen. I know for the church, you know, a big part of it you know, is scriptural, and, you know, what does scripture say, and what does God say, and I also get, you know, with people like, well, if God is just this wonderful God, why is all all of these horrific things happening, and what is our part, you know, as they say, the evangelical part, and even that is, you know, compartmentalized, because you have different types of the faith and different, you know, verses that they're going on and still you have racism and you still have different things that, you know, people are holding on to and yet it's still, it's a mess and it's unfortunate, you know, when tragic things happen that we are able to get together and we sort of realize that, you know, we all in this together and no one gets to actually escape from it, you know even if you you try to you try to not be in economy, you have no choice but to be in economy you try, you know, not to be into the politics, but you still somehow, you know count it um, if you vote, then you a part of it. If you don't vote, you are still a part of it, you know. And the other day, I had this major rant and, you know, forgive me in advance because I've been voting since I was 18, you know, and I've been a part of the process as a citizen and as a black woman and as a black young girl at the time and, you know, getting a spill when so many people died for our right, you know, to vote and, you know, the work that they put in to vote. And now that we vote and have been voting, this is what we get, you know, and I'm not just talking per se as far as our top officials, but even on a local level, you know, how, you know, your vote matters when it's time for it to vote, but then after you've voted, then you're not even at most of the time perceived to be someone of importance. Or, you know, your concerns are not valid and validated in the process of wanting change. And then we have these times where we get together, but again, it's only a moment. It's never a major movement, whereas we actually see the effects of change And then, you know, notably, statistically, that you got to be in it for the long haul. And I feel like a lot of people, or most people, aren't built for the long haul, you know. And it's like, it sounds good for the moment, but to stay the course and to sacrifice, it's, it's hard to do. And there's so many components to it as to why it's not happening. And we just tend to, you know, be going through the motions waiting for the end to come and not really being able to enjoy what we was told that we would enjoy. You know, and I read different things and I see different things and some of it makes sense, you know, you have people who are working and working and working and working and working and not able to enjoy the fruits of their labor you know, and not able to enjoy what it is that they work so hard for, you know, um, people not wanting to pay people. And then I remember a time where, you know, jobs offered you benefits. You know, it wasn't that you had to pay for your own benefits. The job paid for that benefit. And you had a lot of things that have changed, and I ain't getting no memo. And I feel some kind of way. And I've been voting, and I've been paying my taxes, and I've been showing up, and I've been at the meeting. And so I'm just trying to figure out what in the world has happened and what's going on. And then now with this social media, you know, all of it is a joke. And some of this stuff, like, should have never even been a question as far as us, our country, you know, and participating in certain things. Like the scripture says, let it not even be named amongst you. And we've been weakened on so many levels, you know, and it is it is scary to some, you know what I mean? But I want to encourage us not to be afraid because the scripture says that there'll be wars and there'll be rumors of wars. And the fact of the matter is, you know, these things do happen. We pray that we don't get into war, you know, we pray that, you know, our land be safe and that even other lands would be safe. And, again, you know, people make decisions, myself and a lot of other people, in not looking at the ramifications of our decisions or the consequences of our decisions or the outcome of our decisions, and then it's like, okay, God, we need you to fix it. But we have to, and even in this year, and I'm saying this to say it to myself, have to be more prudent and mindful of the decisions that we are making because it impacts other people. I keep saying six degrees of separation. I keep saying, you know, what one does, it affects a whole lot of other people. I tell y'all that story all the time about one day when I was on the train on my way to work and, you know, this guy just, like, breaks the door. Like, I don't even know how he did it. But he broke the train door, and it put the train out of commission, and therefore you have hundreds of people that's now inconvenient and or late because of this one individual, you know, holding up a whole bunch of people. And it's selfish and it's inconsiderate, but it also goes to the mind state of the individual, and it goes to the fact that we're not caring for one another Because, again, or checking one another or, again, there's no accountability or, again, you know, being misled by somebody who says that they're this and says that they're that or have, you know, a a certain title. And, you know, we're trying to get accolades or we're trying to get something added on our resume or, you know, we're trying to get bonuses or we're trying to brown nose or whatever it is we're trying to do in order to get life to be better for us or for them or whomever and again it ends up affecting a whole lot of other people. And so to say it's one particular reason or one particular answer is not. And to say that, oh, this just happened, things don't just always things always things don't just always happen. It has started from somewhere, it was leading to somewhere. And no one can convince me it's because people didn't vote. because people have been voting. People did vote. And if it's even possible for anybody to, you know, be underhanded and to, you know, misrepresent numbers and to do all the stuff that they want to do to finagle for the benefit of a particular group of people or a particular person, and those things happen, we've seen it all the time, and that's why people are jaded and feel some kind of way about the system. That's why people are upset and disheartened about the system, you know. And at the same time, you still like, okay, well, you know, it beats a blank. You know, it's better than what other people have, you know. But, again, why we had to get here? You understand what I'm saying? Why is it okay? Why we not crying out more as to something really has to give and something has to change? Because if you're telling me that people work for me, and they're there to serve me, and they're there to benefit me. Then why am I being served, and why am I not being benefited? Like, what's what's happening? So that means that there's a glitch somewhere, there's a problem somewhere, and it has to be addressed somehow, some way. And again, I try to be careful because you know people get mad when you telling your truth, and people get mad when you expressing yourself and. You know, it's a possibility that other people might listen and other people might believe and other people might, you know, get on board and say, yeah, enough is enough. Let's figure this out. Let's, you know, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's, you know, um, remodel some stuff. You know, let's get rid of some stuff. Let's implement some stuff. You know, you got these people with these big old egos, and ego is... You know, the acronym for the church or for most is edging God out. Like, he created all of this. And I said it before, if there's a problem with the refrigerator, you call the repaired man for the refrigerator. There's a problem with humanity. There's a problem with the world that we say that God created. So it wouldn't behoove us to call him in order to ask him to help. And then I get it, too, because I've been in a church a long time, a long time. And I've been in many different groups and many different prayer groups. And I've seen people with egos. I've seen people with, you know, wanting to manipulate and thinking that they can manipulate God and, you know, just going through the fanfare or whatever. But he has a, a judgment for those people. He has a dealing with those people. And I get it, too, that we're all trying to, you know, figure this out. But I would think that some of this literature out here, things that have been wrote in, wrote in, hear me, written from Thomas Paine, things that, you know, have been um, Plato and Socrates and stuff like that, those things, and even the Bible that talks about, you know, a man and humanity and how we can end up devouring ourselves and how we can end up hurting ourselves and, you know, for the sake of what? Because you have people out here that are struggling and really willing to kill themselves because they can't afford certain things or they they don't have it or they, they don't know where it's coming from or they've been embarrassed and they've been ashamed and, you know, people have talked about them and slighted them or whatever and they're not built like other people or they've been just straight up embarrassed. You got people who have served and have done their time and then they're, you know, just ousted as if. They're no good and nobody. Like, I don't understand how you hire people and people work for you, and then after they do everything that you want them to do above and beyond, you can just get rid of them for an infraction, or you can just get rid of them because you can find somebody that works cheaper. You know, um, it's horrible. It's horrible the fact that, you know, and again, it's a melting pot. America was made to be that way. It was created that way. You know, that anybody that wanted the opportunity, anybody that, you know, had work ethic, anybody that was about something that had some moral compass, you know, come on, join in, join in, let's get it accomplished, let's get it done. And then you have people in clusters of groups that just, they like their culture and they like their families and they like what they had and they just stayed there. But when they stepped out, they were still kind, they were still respectful, they were still loving. Like, you know, people have preference and that's, Fine to have preference, you know, and as long as your preference is not impeding on another person's preference and another person's right to live, you should be able to have that. And I find it interesting that you know certain groups can have their you know restrictions, and they um. Exclusivity, but if anybody else tries to have that, what you got over there, what you doing over there? Now you want to infiltrate it? It can't go on because you need to know what's going on. But can't nobody know what's going on with what you're doing? There's secret organizations and stuff like that. And fine, you're entitled to do that. But when you're sitting there in secret, trying to hurt somebody else, God sees that. God sees that. And the bottom line is, we're not in fear. There's no reverence for the creation. And so, you know, it behooves me that how, you know, we can sit here and play these games as if it don't really matter about our lives until our lives get into question. And then now we can pray. And now we can join together. And now we can hold hands. And it don't matter what color. It don't matter what gender. It don't matter what they doing. It doesn't matter Because we know that we need God at the end of the day in order to straighten all of this hot mess out. And he will. I don't want to wait until judgment in order to be able to live in peace and harmony and a lack of fear. I don't want to wait for that. And I think it's unfair to even try to have somebody wait for that. Like your reward is in heaven. Uh, I'm going to get my reward here on earth. Because the Bible clearly says, do not be scared of who can kill the body. Be scared of who can kill the body and cast the soul into utter hell. And again, judgment is reserved for God. You have a lot of stories and, you know, thoughts about why the world is the way it is and why we're going through what we're going through and why people are in office and, you know, why things are happening and stuff like that. And we're all entitled to that, but we have to come to a a consensus as to exactly what it is in order for us to be able to deal with it and target it regardless of what it is in a good way in order to help heal. You shouldn't have to be scared, you know, and that's the thing. And I said about, like, you know, gangsters, real gangsters, and people, like, at the end of the day, I've, I've watched, I've seen movies. <laughs> you know, I'm a movie about. So, you know, you think about American Gangster, you getting, like, you always supposed to protect your home. First, and nobody, nobody legitimately goes into the enemy's territory. In my mind, and I could be wrong, because, you know, I'm not a captain or anything like that, but, again, strategically, I just wonder You know how wise and prudent that is. Like, you got security cameras at your house, not at somebody else's house. You got a dog at your house, not at somebody else's house. You got a gun in your house, not at somebody else's house. So I, I don't I don't get I don't get the the strategies I don't get some of that. But again, I'm not you know it might be above my pay grade. So, but it's just personal thoughts that I I have. And so I was thinking about some things and about our great country, you know. And again, I say God bless America. And you know I'm very respectful and in a, in a, in a sense to who's in office because again, you know, we're taught to respect them. That's why I was taught. We respect people in positions, and it's just sad that, you know, you have people in positions, and this goes from the lower level to the highest level, who have misabused their positions because they knew that they could because, again, we've been taught to respect it. So if we're taught to respect it and not to say no and to say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and to, you know, kneel and, do all this stuff, yeah, it's easy for them to use us and misuse us and abuse us. It's easy for people, you know, to do something for you and then to do something to you because now you're beholden to them. And if you buck up or you say anything contrary, then that's a problem. But a lot of people allow a lot of this stuff to happen, and we're going to have to repent for those things. Because that's when the changing comes, when we admit, okay, I made a bad decision. Oh, that wasn't the best decision. Oh, that wasn't great at all. Lord, please forgive me and help me to get this right in the name of Jesus. You know, that's my method. But there's other methods in right and wrong. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so that's what I consider, and that's the thing that I factor. Because, again, it's a big old mess. And then again, we go through these processes, and we go through these scenarios, and then when we think we're good, everybody calm. But the enemy is very strategic, and he's very patient. I can't stand him. And people who have grudges and people who get in their feelings and people who are jealous and spiteful and hateful, like that's them, that's their character, that's what they do, that's what they do all day, like they mull on it, they sit on it, they're very patient and they wait, good people, kind people, people who become, you know, ones that want to be like, okay, forgive and forget and move on, those are the ones who end up becoming victimized because they're not as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. And that's what we're called to be as wise as serpent and as harmless as dove And to be vigilant and to stay woke on all fronts. And if we keep on, like, it says a house divided can't stand. So we're constantly at each other. And whatever group you want to talk about jealousy, hate, envy, strife you mad because somebody speaks better or dresses better or their kids is doing better or. Whatever, and that's the thing. It's predicated on what you perceive to be better. That's a relative term. Just like success is a relative term. But people's plight and personal plight is affecting other people. And it's sad that You know, people can go home and sit at their table and break bread and not feel no kind of way about the next man who can't break bread. and ain't got no table to sit at. It's funny how... And, and and go to somebody's church and hallelujah, we'll sit there and praise God and bless God and everything and do absolutely nothing. And then you want to tell me just because you voted in somebody's election that that counts and that that makes you a good citizen and that makes you a part of the solution and not the problem. I, I, I beg to differ at this point. I beg to differ at this point. But I'm so tired of these egos. And egos that, again, are um, harming or attempting to harm it or putting innocent people and people in harm's way. It's not okay. And those people, and again, and y'all have me, I talked about it a lot, I have a podcast on here about the election. People signed up for certain duties. You signed up for certain jobs. And so, you know, as my say, like, do your job. And if you can't do your job, there's a process called quit. There's a process called resign. There's a process called tutoring or, uh, or training or, you know, Google it or whatever. Let me tell you something. So... I just thought about this, so the other, and right now, and you got people, like, not doing it, and this, I'm kind, and I try not to be, like, I don't even know how to say it, because it's weird that I can call somebody to deal with my business that's here, and I'm talking to somebody that's not even here, or somebody who don't even, like, can't even articulate, like, I don't get that, that is the most absurd thing to me. And then I got a person right here, born here, everything, and won't and don't have anything because nobody wants to give them anything. Or you tell me, oh, they not a go getter or whatever. And so you've been ostracized in your own stuff. Remember that time when they had the people in our own country? Something happened, and they was calling them refugees. How are you a refugee in your own damn country? And so the terminology and the language. And, and the moves that people are making is how we're here now. And for some reason, people think that they're untouchable. And when I say that, I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about the fact that if you feel like your emotions or your money or 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 your people's or your education or your degree or all that other stuff matters, they don't matter no more. It don't matter like they used to. A a college degree has no weight. No validity. Even from an Ivy League, at the end of the day, yeah, you might get a hookup because you went to an Ivy League, but you're not getting a hookup because you got a degree. You're not getting a hook up, you getting a hook up' cause you drop a name or you know somebody. You're not getting a hook up on the strength of just you and by yourself and the work that you put in. They handing them out as the day just handing them out, even doctorates and no offense to anybody who has accumulated one or 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 got one or in the process of getting one because I feel like education is a personal thing. I didn't get any degree so I can get a job. I got a degree because I like education. I just knew that in getting a degree, it would open the door for me to get a a decent job, something that would make sense economically, something that would put me in the field in which I studied. But the work, And it's because I enjoyed it. The the work is because I like the complete stuff. The work is because I like accomplishments. The work is because education was infused in me from a child. So that's why I acquired and went for and obtained these things. And through the grace of God and the mercy of God and and, and the timing of God, I was able to acquire those things. But now, as far as employment is concerned, they don't really hold no weight anymore because they're giving them out. And people, everybody is able to do it. And then the education system and the money and all this stuff, it's just becoming a whole big old thing with no resolve, with no with no payback from the investment of time and energy. And we still go on and on and on like it's not a problem. There's some problems. we're not talking about them. And the one thing that I'm to understand is the beginning of solving a problem is one admitting that there is one. And until we admit that we faltered and we failed and our system has failed and is failing us, we see it often. And with the military, is no one left behind? That's the motto. With Christianity, if um if one is lost, you leave the ninety nine and go after the one. So I'm trying to figure out how all this stuff is happening with people are lost and our children are misguided and miseducated and don't want to know God, don't want to know Paul, they don't want to know nothing. They now they don't even want to know their family and friends. You're talking about a suicide rate that is increasing. Gun violence that is increasing. Racism that is just blatant. And so are we all just sitting here for waiting for it to end and there is no fight left? I would hate to say that. And so, you know, they say it's darkest before the dawn. And I think about the people, and you got to read it, even if you don't ascribe to it, but if you think about the people of Israel, that was God's chosen people, if we even place ourselves in that, as far as being a Christian nation, if we even think about that and you think about the things that they kept on doing and kept on going into captivity, coming out of captivity, going into captivity, coming out of captivity, walking with God, not walking with God, believing, then they had a cat, then they had a leader, then they did it backwards and forth, backwards and forth, backwards and forth, backwards and forth. Backwards and, forth. and only a few people time and time again were able to make it out because of their belief and their devoutness, and their their, their desire to serve God. That's biblical. But what we can't do is constantly act like God ain't even a, a factor in any of this. Because again, when... Something tragic happens. We have prayer visuals. Who are we praying to? When we have these little ceremonies and all this stuff, we giving honor to God. I want to thank God. When they sworn into office, put your hand on the Bible in court. Put your hand on the Bible. I don't even know if they do the Bible in court no more even though people would stand there and put their hand on the Bible and lie. And let me tell you something, and I've been there, done that, but that was with my mother, and that's a whole other day, another story, and I've been repenting for, like, a long time. <laughs> but we have these symbols that we wanted to take out that was implemented. And, again, it's like this slippery slope. And even if you don't ascribe to it, there is a notable standard that exists in order to help guide our moral compass amongst one another in service and in our dealings. And because people have gotten hard up for money, because the economy is shot at the end of the day. The cost of living has increased tremendously. The wages have not moved. And then not only have they not moved, they gave you wages, and then they took from the wages that they gave you. And unless you're a damn doctor or a lawyer in a situation to be able to charge or accountant, or something like that, or a politician, whatever. Or you writing books, back to back to back to back to back. Or you a preacher, a minister, or you some entertainer. Then your income is not. And if you low on the totem pole, you definitely in trouble. I just read something like that the other day. And, again, this is me, Kim, talking. And if I'm wrong or if I missed it or it's something that needs to be added or something that needs to be taken away, please feel free to email me at, at com because I don't want to be in this year And be oblivious. I don't want to be in this year thinking something that is far-fetched. I don't want to be in this year, you know, overthinking myself or having some anxiety about anything or misappropriating, excuse me, anything because I haven't had the conversation or I haven't been given some information that I really need to consider and think about to help make me a better person and help to make my listeners a better person as we speak and we converse with one another. And so having said that, I thought about the other day, I want to do a New Year's prayer. And we still a few days in, and I saw something that was funny, to how um, February was going to start somebody's New Year, and January was a trial run. I thought that was funny. <laughs> but anyway, let's pray. Most gracious heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, we bless you, God, the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God, there is none like you in all the earth. Father God, if we look high, God, we couldn't find nobody. Low, we couldn't find nobody. And so, Father God, I know, God, that you are faithful and that you are just. I know, God, that you sit high and that you look low. I know, Father God, in the name of Jesus, nothing catches you by surprise. Father God, that you are the author and finisher of our faith. And so, God, as we need faith, father god in this year god to believe you for the miracles for the manifestation of your power in our lives for you to arise and our enemies be scattered for you to come into our live situations to give us clarity of thought and of mind as we um, are citizens of this great country god i ask that you would guide and keep us father god in the name of jesus i pray for our officials god from the highest to the lowest i pray for our military god right now in the name of jesus i pray for our um Our city workers, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that you, Father God, would reveal yourself to each of us individually, God, that we may come collectively and be united, Father God, a united front, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for in unity there is power. Father God, I pray for single mothers. I pray for married couples. I pray for children right now. I pray for our education system, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that we would go um, back to being number one in, in all that we would do in gymnastics, Father God, and. Science and in math, Father God, in the name of Jesus in English, Father God, I pray right now over this 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 globalness god and 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 pray God that we would understand God, that we are human. First, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that people have loved ones, God, that people care. I pray right now, God, in the name of Jesus, for those that are dealing with mental health issues. I pray right now, God, in the name of Jesus, those that are dealing with health issues. I pray, Father God, that your word declares that you, God, are a healer, God. You're Jehovah Jireh, God. You're Jehovah Nissi. You're Jehovah Shalom, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And so I pray, God, that you would manifest yourself in the lives of your people, and in this world, Father God, that even as Jesus was on the cross shedding his blood, Father God, that when people saw God, when the earth went dark, Father God, in the name of Jesus, they said, truly, this is the Son of Man. Father God, I pray right now, God, that truly you would show yourself strong on behalf of those who are genuinely seeking you and praying for you to move upon this great land. God, I bind the spirit of war in the name of Jesus, and I ask that your peace would come in in the mighty Way. And, God, you already know what needs to take place, God. You already know what needs to happen in order for you to return, for people to be saved, set free, and delivered, for your glory to be revealed in the believer's life. God, I pray over the preachers and the ministers, God, those who have given their lives for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I pray for them right now, God, that they would get character, that they would have stamina, God, in the name of Jesus, that Satan would not be able to prevail over their lives, God, in the name of Jesus, that he would not be able to distract them. God in the name of Jesus, that they would be able to stay the course, Father God, for you have called them to a course, God, in the name of Jesus. And those people who have been fraudulent, those people who have misused, and misrepresented, Father God, who you are, God. I pray you have mercy upon them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would convict them, God, to admit, God, that that's not who you are. Admit that is not right. Admit that's not the way you do things. Admit that you have told them and called them, Father God, to a greater way. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we need you. We need you. We need you. Our children need you, God. Nobody wants to die, Father God, in the name of Jesus. But, God, you said that if we die in you, God, we also live, that we have eternity. But, God, we want life. You said that you came, that we would have life and life abundantly. And so, God, we speak life, Father God, in the name of Jesus, wholeness, God. We bind the spirit of brokenness right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And whatever needed to be left in 2019, God, has been left in 2019. God, the anxiety, the fear, the worry, Father God, the chaos, the mayhem, the attitude, Father God, we leave it in 2019 knowing, Father God, that we don't look back, Father God. We're not like the woman with the pillar of salt, Father God, that turned into a pillar of salt, God. No, we are the people that when you said go, we went. When you said um, look, we look. When you said ask, we ask, we say knock, we knock. When you say repent, we repent, God. We are those people, Father God, in the name of Jesus, and so we know that you would not disappoint. Point us. We know, God, that you will show up, God, in this year, God, like you've never shown up before, Father God, in the name of Jesus. But you have given us a hope and you have given us a future. In the name of Jesus, bless everyone that will listen to this podcast in a special way, God. Show them who you are, Father God, in the name of Jesus, through your word. God, we pray over the social media right now, God, that we don't be so involved, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that we miss you. And, Father God, we thank you for the words that have been spoken and the people, God, who continue just to encourage the hearts of men and women around this world, Father God, in this country, God, in the name of Jesus, to believe, Father God, that America is not only great father god america is blessed father god in the name of jesus america is a great country to be in god for we have blessed so many countries and god even forgive us god for those countries that we have hurt those countries who we have um pillage, God, those countries, Father God, where we have not done all that we were supposed to do, Father God, for them to help them, God, in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, even as we face in this year, God, we know, God, things will happen, God, but we ask, God, that you would give us wisdom and knowledge and the resources, God, in order to get to a better place, God, in order to be able to fix that which is broken, in order, to God, to be able to clean and build again, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for our president. I thank you, God, for our vice president. I thank you for our senate, and I thank you for our representatives. I thank you, God, for the local level, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Everyone that is serving in the capacity of serving your people, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. We need you. Lord, have mercy. We need you, God. We need you. Hear our prayers, Father God. You know what each of us stand in the need of. And you are just that kind of God. You're very specific and very exact. God, that the work that we've put in, God, is not in vain in the name of It's not in vain in the name of Jesus. And we shall see the manifestation thereof in the name of Jesus. For we shall reap what we sow. In Jesus' name, amen. Imagine my face.